0: Bulletproof Radio, a state of high performance.
1: You're listening to Bulletproof Radio with Dave Asprey. Today, we've got a large audience from the Upgrade Collective listening in live. They'll be asking questions at the end of the show. If you are new to Bulletproof Radio, the Upgrade Collective is my membership and mentorship group where I answer all of the questions, and my team answers all the questions about biohacking, and I teach all of my books in structured content. So it's a big community of people who are all working on being better at controlling our own biology, our spiritual, emotional, physical, cellular, and whatever else we can figure out kind of stuff. And speaking of spiritual, how about we talk about Qigong and I've had so much success in my life interviewing uh, the masters or or my elders, whether it's uh, someone like Jay Abraham, who is a master of marketing and has much more experience than I do. And he's been on the show a couple of times. Or uh, Dr. Barry Morgulon, who's been on. And these are people who have spent decades more than I have working on similar stuff. Or Jack Canfield. and, And so we we learn from people like that, especially when they're studying traditions that we might not know much about. And that's why I'm really pleased to bring uh, a friend and a master onto the show, whose name is Ming Tong, and he is a widely acknowledged Qigong master who's based in Santa Fe, about 20 minutes from where I spent most of my summers uh, growing up, which is super cool. So every time I go to visit his retreat center there, I always feel like I'm you know, back home as a teenager, which is kind of neat. And when you hear from Master Ming Gu, you're gonna learn some Eastern wisdom and how it applies to what everyone's going through today. And we're going to talk about Qi and what Qi really is and how you can build it and how it's a real thing. It's not necessarily a mystical thing. Ming Tong, welcome to Bulletproof Radio. It's an honor to have you here.
2: Thank you. Thank you so much, Dave, and for this opportunity. And thank you everyone for joining us today. I always love having life, you know, friends join life from all over the world. Thank you for this beautiful community, the work you're doing. One thing I love about it is you're making the mystical practical. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's our shared vision. So we're on the same page. So like let's talk about anything, you know, current in the field. So happy to be here. Okay.
1: Well, when I was say twenty-five. And you said, oh, this guy is a Qigong master and, you know, he studied in China and was named Qigong Master of the Year by World Congress. I would have said, clearly the guy's crazy. What does he know? I mean, I would have been an arrogant uh, engineering computer science guy. There's no proof. Therefore, it doesn't exist. What do you say to people who are saying, there's no such thing as Qigong. You're just following an ancient dead tradition.
2: <laughs> right. What do I say? I would yeah. say, try it for yourself. Try for <laughs> yourself. Then discover for yourself what is true. You know? I think in the big picture, as a human being, we're continuously discovering what is true. Or not? You know, then in this discovery, we're accumulating not only just knowledge, but also wisdom, also experience. But more importantly, yeah, is you're doing something, you can validate yourself. You know, like quality science can study the result at least. You know, the result of qi, qigong in general, yeah, may not be able to validate the invisible energy, but actually we do know. In a quantum physics point of view, (laughs) the whole universe, the whole universe is made of energy. Oh, it's made of energy. And only, you know, 4% is visible, measurable, or we call physical. Yeah. Then the rest, 96%, is not just vacuum space, but actually is full of energy. So the scientists have different terminology. You know, antimatter, dark matter, weak force, gravitation force. These are still a mystery for scientific mind, but they know that's the fact. But the ancient ones, through their practice, through the meditation, they're not only knowing that, that fact, but also they experience but they're also cultivating it. Then using the cultivation, validating their knowing, so to speak intuitive knowing. Then over the time, the knowledge accumulates. Accumulate. So really in living in an incredible time, you know, you, it's like you are one of the you know, most knowledgeable person I ever met. <laughs> that means that some way we can scientifically approaching something which classified as mystical in the past. And that's an exciting time. Very
1: exciting. It's a super exciting time. yeah, one of the things that that sat wrong with me uh, when I was young is I rejected all the mystical or well, just nonlinear quantum, whatever you want to call it, because I'm a real scientist, you know my <laughs> right. grand, Grandparents and parents work in national laboratories, and you know, I know my truth tables. And when all of that just didn't work, like I'm miserable and I'm sick and I'm fat, I guess I'm going to try the stuff that only dumb people would try. (laughs) This is my own (laughs) ego talking, right?
2: (laughs) Oh, crazy people! Like uh...
1: crazy people! Like you have to be dumb or crazy to go out and like do some weird breathing and move around. And (laughs) how could that do anything?
2: Right. Um,
1: So my goal is is to show enough scientific evidence that people don't have to be as sick as I was in order to say I'm going to give it a try. And, and I, I know there is such a thing as chi because I know how to build it. I know how to feel it. Uh, and I don't always know how to build it, but the more I practice, the better, you know, the better I am. And then I talk to you and I, it seems like you can, you know, wave your hand and take three breaths and I don't know, unicorns come out of your forehead. <laughs> uh, I, how long, how long did it take you to say, you know, I'm really a chi master. Right, Like, I, I've got this.
2: <laughs> you know, I cannot say that for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just really, you know, because kind of a vision for myself. Okay, you know, what I'm here for? You know, then realizing is like, oh, the ultimate art and the science, ultimate spiritual mastery is about mastering our own energy. Then you're realizing mastering your own energy is inseparable, of cultivating or connecting the energy of the earth, the energy of the universe, and the energy interaction with the other phenomena, including you know interperson relationship, which is not easy, right? <laughs> but when mm-hmm. you're approaching in a more cheerful way, somehow things start flow much more effectively, much more effectively. So instead of that, I'm thinking of myself as a title Chico Master, it's really um inspiration, responsibility, or deeper commitment. I'm here to master my energy, master my life. And I want to share that message with everyone. You have the same capacity not only to access the energy, but to master your own energy. I feel like this is your one of way framing our life purpose. One way of really upgrading ourselves as human. Human being. So the continuous discovery of truth beyond what we know is a way of expanding not only mm-hmm. our perception but our capacity to work with energy directly, and that's like super exciting, you know, super exciting. You know, I don't care about you know <laughs> black belt, whatever it might be. You know, <laughs> I'm like, okay, this is my goal of measuring you know, not only, you know, my own personal, but it's like humanity, how we're evolving a framework, allow us to progress more effectively, especially right now in such giving, challenging, uncertain, you know, time in all different levels, you know, we can relate to, yeah.
1: One of the things that stands out from when we spent time together is is your uh, you've managed to maintain the the sense of humor, like kind of the the childlike um, laughter, and and that's a compliment, by the way. Just like like you're you're always full of joy, um, but you're also you know a keynote presenter at the Institute of Noetic Science. You're on faculty for Esalen and the Omega Institute. These are very big, well respected uh, groups that are looking at science and spirituality, and I've had other. Spiritual masters on the show, some who've fallen, you know, Buddhist monks who, you know, had affairs and, and things like that. And we get this spiritual ego. So, oh, look at me. I'm like the top Qigong guy. Montak Chi has been on, who's also the top Qigong guy. I mean, do you guys have, do you, do you go to sleep at night and have little duels in your dreams since he was the top Qigong guy? Like, I, how do you stop the spiritual ego from, like, look at me? I'm the big master. Cause you don't have that in your vibe at all. I don't know how you did that. Tell, tell me, tell me the secrets.
2: Yeah, it's a good question. <laughs> you know, I think I, I can relate to what are you saying. So when I was a student, you know, I'm still students. So by the time students are observing as a teacher, as a master, grandmaster, whoever, is clearly no, okay, that is not my path. Okay, this is not my you know way, let's say, you know. Like I kind of clarified to myself not to be, not my way. <laughs> then we continue discovery, how it's really about, I think the borderline is beyond yes or no, it's more about like discovering what is my truth? What is my truth? And be comfortable with my own truth. I don't need to, you know, be proved by someone else or validated by someone else. I'm comfortable with, you know, my own limitation, my own truth, my own, you know, development as human being, the soul in this incarnation, so to speak. I think that's kind of a, my approach. But in the beginning, I was also noticing the ego come up, right? The ego come up, I'm like, oh my God, this is like, wow, I need to be really mindful. You know, <laughs> when you cultivate more chi, sometimes the ego even become bigger, honestly. That can, it's a lot of cases yeah. like that. But basically, realizing, oh, that's not really satisfying for me, ultimately. So, I have to discover in this process what is choose for me. What is most satisfying? What is my purpose here? And uh, I think the bottom line, the practical part, is that is really continued discovery to be comfortable with myself. That's what it is. It's simple, and that
1: and that (laughs) keeps you it keeps you in that joy state. Yeah,
2: but speak of that, uh, you know, I was not joyful when I grew up in China i was i would say range you know the the, the happiness baseline skill you know from here to the top i'll be somewhere here i was not depressed or clinically depressed but i was more like in this here yeah now i'm moving more like in this range yeah Still, you know, fluctuating, you know. I'm not like Dalai Lama, you know, happy every moment. I can be stressed out. I can be, you know, you know, contracting too. My energy can contract. But I start able to notice, start to, you know, allow, make myself be more aware, make a new choice. You know, the practice really is the key. The practice is okay. key. So awareness is not enough for most of us. You know, so some it, of us like, oh, right. aware, then energy shift. That can happen. But for most of us, awareness is the first step. But the practice allows this transformation to happen continuously, you know, creating a new energy pattern, new energy capacity. I'll call it a new energy wisdom.
1: Let's talk about the practice of Qigong. Because as I understand, there's uh, sort of three things to it. There's there's the movement, then yeah. there's the meditation or visualization, and quite often there's working with a, a qigong master who may be doing something to you energetically. do Do I have uh, do I have those kind of three buckets? Are they the right ways to look at it?
2: Qigong is really meant to be a self cultivation, self practice, a path for self realization. Ultimately, yeah. So it's really a self practice. Okay. Yes, you need to learn from a qualified teacher. You know, and maintain this, uh, you know, sacred relationship. Help your, you know, progress. That's really important in my past. Like, uh, my relationship, my teacher, grandma's Peng Min, Doctor Peng Min, is just something you know. I cannot express in words how sacred, how important that is. Yeah. So. That is one aspect. Yes, your relationship with your teacher is really important, really important. I can say for sure from my experience, yeah. if you want truly progress, yeah, when you have the right teacher, you have the deeper sacred connection, that can carry you f- much further than what you can do even slow the practice. Okay? But beyond mm-hmm. that, then it's up to you. How do you do practice? So practice is involved with the three aspects. One is, as you say, movement, that is well known. So, not just moving the physical body, it's moving the physical body, expanding your perception to the solar energy dimension, then you relax into this energy flow of the universe. So, it's, it's like the benefit, I can list the benefit, you know, 10, 100, you know, it's just from movement, yeah. But, second, one is not well known is sound. Either sound practice or breathing practice. Some system do both. Some systems just do the sound, our breathing. Yeah. And sometimes we do combination of these two. Yeah. But the vibrational practice is allow you to tap into the energy beyond the movement can, beyond your thinking mind can. And that's the the, the, the beauty of the vibration. So one thing we emphasize in this system, especially from my own approach is the amazing powerful benefit of sound healing for emotional transformation emotional transformation so the emotional energy is more like in the middle you think of the mental energy is here the physical energy is here the movement can really do a lot of work for the physical energy but the emotional energy is in the middle frequency and that's the sound the vibration allow you to access yeah but, the importance of the in the middle is that means can directly affecting what's beneath, affecting what's above. So the emotional energy affecting your mental state, boom, directly, profoundly, and vice versa, af- of affecting the physical beneath it very effectively. So if you do only mental change, then can gradually change the emotion, then gradually change the physical. Okay. And vice versa, if you change only the physical, then you're gradually affecting the emotional, affecting the subtle, like that. So if you change the middle, that's is like <laughs> very skillful pass, and that's the, the the magic of sound, vibration. yeah
1: and you, you wrote approach- a book about sound healing, I think about ten years ago, right? Yeah, yeah um, okay uh, so many people are less familiar with sound being a part of, of Qigong. It, you hear it a lot with you know, Ayurvedic or um, with approaches in yoga where there's a lot of chanting. right um, How much? How common is it in Qigong for sound to be brought in?
2: So it's common, but not common to the public, so to speak, because traditionally it's like this. The movement practice is called, um, uh, what's it, external secret practice. The word secret means it's something beyond what are you see. You do the movement, okay? The people don't have experience. You look at the movement. What's the big deal? But you don't see what's going on energetically, the person doing the movement. That's the inner secret, okay? How the people connecting with the body, connecting with energy, that is the invisible realm of the practice. So that's why you need to learn from the skilled teachers. So it's not about just performance of the movement, okay? So that's Hmm. very different from exercises, even then, you know people often emphasize in the martial arts or even in yoga practice, okay? So that's called external secret. The second secret is called internal secret, inner secret. That's the sound practice. You can, people don't need to move anything, and just making this sound, the energy starts change, shift inside of them, so more inner secret, yeah. Then the third is called innermost secret. That is the mind realm. The mind visualizes something. The mind changing, like this whole energy field changes. So that's the innermost secret. So these are three level practice. So most commonly people know is external secret. Then more, yeah, more experienced students able to learn the inner secret, that's the sound practice. Then you further go into the meditation and the mind realm, that's called innermost secret.
1: At what point does someone who practices uh, Qigong move from being a a practitioner to being someone who can use it actively for healing
2: other people? Right. That's kind of naturally growing, naturally growing. So you cannot say, okay, here's a measurement. You accomplish this level, now you can help people. But actually, it's like whatever you learn, especially in the wisdom healing Qigong approach, the way you learn your own skill to connect the energy inside of your body, the energy of Earth, the energy of the universe, and have this intuitive connection, sense, you know, experience, then you can use that skill to help another person. Just natural, natural. Because one thing you're realizing, the source energy is infinitely available in the universe. So everyone has access to it, but we don't have the skill to do it. So once you learn the skill to access the energy, then you can, oh, I'm going to use the same energy for healing, enhance my brain capacity, my five organ capacity, my health, my, you know, healing or recovering even from chronic disease, incurable disease. Or you using the same energy to help another person feel better, you know, directly trans- transmitting qi, you know, to anyone, any place in the world, basically without physically touching them. So this feels like a woo-woo in the beginning, right? But once you experience the energy, then nothing's woo-woo anymore. So that's the shift. Once you experience the energy as a reality of life, then other capacity is up to you how to cultivate, how to use it, right? So your purpose is also important. Some people say, oh I want to be superhuman. My purpose I want to help. (laughs) I want to, you know, improve life. So I don't care fighting enemy or fighting villain. (laughs) It's not my job. (laughs) So that, you know, basically, I'm not interested in the superpower. I'm only interested in how to work with energy to opening people's heart, opening our human capacity, you know, opening to the next evolution of awakening, spiritual awakening. So that's how I can see it. Yeah. Navigating. In this process,
1: when you talk about seeing it, um, we've all seen the Matrix where Neo wakes up and sees ones and zeros falling. (laughs) And I know a few masters who I'm pretty sure actually do see the world like that. They see energy patterns that I don't see. You know, they see grids, and some of them have described it to me, um, usually when they're drunk. I'm kidding, Uh, but you know they'll 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 open up when we're just chatting, and and they'll um, you know and just I'm like wow I I don't perceive things that way, but but I've heard enough similarity. So are when you look around, I mean, do you see auras and glowing things above people, and and do you have that in you? Is that a normally I
2: don't, Dave. Okay, at a few occasion, it's like such tangible visual sense of energy presence. Yeah, okay. um, a few occasions, but normally I don't. So normally just a sense, just general sense. Even you don't it's really, it uh, yeah, doesn't even analyzing it, doesn't even interpreting it, but that sense of feeling of energy, feeling of presence. But a more, I think, uh, accurate words is connection. That's okay. open connection beyond our story, beyond our assumption, beyond our concept even beyond our own agenda. But that that sense of connection allows you to respond to life in the most spontaneous, most fulfilling, even most beneficial way. That is kind of my observation. Okay. Yeah. I don't like, okay, I have to see the color. Then I make a decision based on this color. No, I don't do that.
1: Not a thought process it's at like all.
2: Not a thought process. Okay. I, it's just allowing that energy kind of become um i'm bec- responsive i'm responsive to the energy around me inside of me then act from there
1: now earlier i was asking some sort of a question and i and i did this with my hand and right right as i did that you went like this now were you waving a mosquito away or were you doing something weird energetic Again, I don't remember a thing. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that.
2: I just want you to know, you know? I saw that. <laughs> you know. So yeah, a lot thing I always might be doing something, you know, people around me, sometimes, you know, literally students, like, oh my god, how do you know exactly how I feel? How do you exactly know what I need? How do you exactly say the words I'm waiting for? You know, yeah. answering my question without what I asked. But these things just happen naturally. I don't contrive it. I don't even expecting it. Yeah, I'm just like it, open It's not a decision
1: the, yeah. you make. You're, right. you're allowing versus. Yeah. My forcing, decision
2: okay. is open. My decision is allowing. Okay. My decision is help. Whatever way can, that's that, my choice.
1: The allowing thing is particularly difficult for people raised yeah. in the West. Um, yeah. Doing neurofeedback for me, it it took a couple good weeks of many hours with electrodes hooked up to realize, oh, if if I stop trying, I get more brainwaves than if I try. And it's so counterintuitive, but it it was learning the skill of allowing. How would someone who says, all right, I've heard about Qigong forever. I've never done any of this stuff before, but you've got my interest. Uh, what? Where would you start? I mean, do they need to stand up and you know, do certain poses uh, with an external secret practice? Like, like
2: how would right. you do this? Right so now, we're living the exciting time for another reason: is the, the the internet. The internet not only have tons of abundant information, but more importantly, tons of teaching, tons of guided practice on your tip. And become so accessible. You know, in ancient times you have to travel 100 miles, thousand miles to find the right teacher. Often you have to stay with the teacher for a period of time. Then you have to go back periodically, you know, if you want to be serious, progress further, right? But now suddenly everything is available. Everything is available. And you know, I honestly say it's like this is the first time in human history to become possible for students to learn effectively and for the teacher also to teach effectively it has to be both ways and that okay. is amazing it's amazing so just give you an example we have a uh, seven years of online courses that means you take each lesson to listen every week yeah one is live stream one is self-study lesson. continue as long as seven years and each lesson is different it's li- not repeating the last one. Each one is different. So there's vastness, but also there's simplicity for you to deepen in your experience, deepen in your connection, deepen your capacity again and again. So in the big picture, you know, for spiritual purpose, it's a path of awakening. But for, you know, everyday life purpose, you are giving a tune-up for your energy every day. Yeah, you tune-up yeah.
1: And your and your website is cheesecenter.com. Right. C H I Yeah. Okay. Uh, and that's not chaicenter.com. That's a, a weird sweetened tea beverage. So cheesecenter.com. Yeah. And um and I know that, that you're giving away a copy of your ancient secrets book, cheesecenter.com slash ancient secrets. And guys, I'm sharing that because hey, if you listen to Bulletproof Radio, you might as well get as much good stuff as you can. And that's just a gift from a Master Ming Tong. Now, I, I still struggle. Uh, I like if I was to talk to my parents and say, you know, hey, mom and dad, <laughs> you guys should have more chi in your life. <laughs> how do you bridge the gap? To get people who are just, I don't know anything about this. How do you, how do you approach someone and, and bridge the gap to say, yeah, you, know, you might want to
2: try this? really good questions. First of all, I avoid words qi. <laughs> I don't use <laughs> words qi here in this culture. <laughs> I just say energy. And everybody wants intuitively or scientifically part of their brain can relate to the words energy. Okay, So because we all know we're all living on energy, we all want more energy, life functioning better when we have more energy. We're all doing everything pretty much consciously, unconsciously trying to get more energy food-wise, you know, relationship-wise, job-wise, money-wise, you know, even your vision-wise, it's all to do with energy. Yeah, energy. So it is. when you access more energy, not only the quality of your life, yeah, feels better, including your health, but also this deeper fulfillment naturally come inside of you, arising, arising. You know, even it's like people don't know how to get a, energy, then they're finding unhealthy way to get energy, finding even, you know, violent way to get energy, including a lot of conflict in the world is based on ownership of energy. So when you work with um, invisible energy, the energy of the universe, suddenly you're realizing, oh, you have infinite resources. You can recharge yourself, recharge your life. Like a, a charge station, gas station. You can charge yourself, <laughs> you charge yourself every day, you know? So in a practical way, everybody can relate to them. You know what I mean? That's how I kind of speak of it, you
1: know. They definitely relate to that. I I mean, all of the stuff that I do in my teaching is more energy, but I'm talking about how do you make it in your cells? Because if you make it more in your cells, you can use more of it for emotional, spiritual, psychological, or whatever else. But if you're you're low energy, adding chi when your cells aren't digesting food is harder to do, but it's still possible, right?
2: So, yeah, basically, you know, it's like, there's complexity of life, but beneath yeah. the complexity, there's simplicity of life. So when you're working with energy, you go into very simple solution. Yeah. Often says, you know, if you want more knowledge, you add more every day into your cup. If you want more wisdom, you take out from your cup. <laughs> you release something, letting go of something every day. And uh, you're open to what's new, open to what is really important. So, the simplicity is like, you know, recognizing everything as is energy. But beyond what you can access, food-wise, everything, there's the invisible energy. The sun is energy. The tree is energy. The breath is energy. And when you do Qigong practice, you naturally feel this presence of energy. Then, then you feel recharged through the practice. So when you feel recharged, it's like this is a, like such precious human gift you can come back to again and again. No one can take that birthright from you. It's like a foundation of life, a new paradigm, new foundation of life, new way of um, approaching life. Yeah.
1: How much time per day is the minimum necessary to do that? <laughs> <laughs> I know you're going to hate this question. That's why I'm asking
0: it. I know, I know.
2: (laughs) That's being asked quite often.
3: What if there was a way to feel younger for longer? Well, there is. Your body needs something called the NAD plus molecule to help you age well. When you're young, your body makes a lot of NAD plus and that helps you make energy. It helps you keep your DNA healthy, absorb nutrients well, and it protects your cells from stress. That's neurohacker.com slash Dave15, Qualia NAD Plus. It's what I use.
1: How much time per day is the minimum necessary to do that? (laughs) (laughs) I know you're going to hate this question. That's why I'm asking it.
2: (laughs) I know, I know. (laughs) That's being asked quite often. Unfortunately, it depends on, you know, fortunately, in this case, life is, is fair. The last mm-hmm. thing you can look at on the surface, life is not fair, right? But deeply, this is really fair. That means more time you spend practicing, then more benefiting it generating. There's no such thing as minimum or maximum. It's like your choice, basically your choice. So in that sense, it's also scientific. You know, more quantity producing more quality. And quantity, quality together producing the result, yeah, so, but without quantity, there's no quality. <laughs> You're just speaking <laughs> concept, you know, there's no experience involved. So you, so you have to practice. Have to have both.
0: Right.
2: Okay. Some people are like, oh, I have a, a lot of quantity, but they don't learn continuously, just repeating the routine, mundane, then eventually dry it out, basically. They don't progress further anymore. So to increase the quality is also important. Then kind of feeding back and forth, yeah experience continue growing. Just like growing a tree. Growing a tree takes time. Yeah, but this is the invisible tree. It's the most, it's a tree of life. Yeah. It's a tree of energy. It's tree of life. Yeah. You're growing that tree for your life, basically.
1: Speaking of trees, um you live in a a beautiful part of of Santa Fe where you have a few epic old trees which are not that common in, uh, in New Mexico just because of of the the brush. But I'm looking where you are now, you're surrounded by plants most of which probably aren't native species to where you live. Uh, otherwise it would be all scrub brush. Now, how important is having uh, house plants and and other life like that in your environment for your own chi?
2: Yeah. And I think it's really important, really important, you know, people are familiar with the feng sui in general. Yeah. But my simple way of approaching feng sui is like this, whatever makes you feel good. It's a good thing to have to do, including your environment. Yeah. If you don't feel good, something need to be changed in your environment. So it's like intuitive way of approaching the feng shui. But that is coming out of Qigong practice naturally. You know, when you're aware of your body, aware of your feeling, aware of energy, then you're using this clue to navigate your life, basically. It's like when I started a few plants indoor because of practical reason. Because in the winter, these plants will not survive outside in the center. So I move everything indoor. Then like, oh my God, this is incredible. In an indoor greenhouse. So I keep like getting more, you know, greenery, flower, and so on. Then start to like enjoy the whole process of watering them, taking care of them, appreciating them. It's like surprise gift. Now abundance of green outside. But I don't want to let go of this. <laughs> so it's like this just... Naturally, you not just desire this, this enjoyment. Enjoyment. So, one piece, you know, we emphasize uh, in Qigong practice is about recognizing human is the union of heaven and earth. Union of heaven and earth. Yeah, and so we both have the, the nature of the earth, but nature of the heaven. So the connection with earth is so important. And I feel fortunate enough have discovered that deeper connection through Qigong. And also it's a very you know, important in other cultures such as Native, you know, Native American culture and especially in these areas in Santa Fe. People so closely connect with the nature, with the earth, with the sky, with the stars, and with everything pretty much. In that sense, we're so much connected. And that's one of the the magic gift. Yeah,
1: it seems like that connectedness uh, with the earth and with the plant kingdom. It, it goes across shamanic practices around the world, and you look at and almost any energetic practice. It's always there, and even when you get in inside uh, qigong or traditional Chinese medicine, it, it seems like there's you know five hundred schools, <laughs> and as a Westerner sitting here going, well, um, you know maybe there's there's ni gong there's qigong and there's all these different things and oh and, and you're talking about a sound practice but this other guy didn't talk about sound practice this other guy you know wants me to you know focus on the sex side of it right how how do you guide someone to say, oh yeah that's that's the right school for you when there's so many
2: yeah really good question i think uh on one hand yeah There's so many variety, complexity, differences between different schools. But if you look at it, like overall, there's two kinds of things. One is um, just people focus on technique forms, different kind of technique, different kind of forms. There's hundreds, even thousands out there, right? The old version, new versions, you know, people adapted, change the name, whatever. So much there. These are superficial in a sense. Yeah, If the people only focus on technique, yeah, it's not going to be, have a long-lasting effect. Okay, so that's how I approach it. Yeah. Then another kind of thing is more like a system, a system of teaching, not just uh, the technique, the practice. So there's three layers you need to be aware. One is the method. Yes, the method is the practice is important, but beyond the method, behind it is the methodology. What is the methodology? So in a tangible way, you need to understand why this works, how this works. Yeah. Then beyond that is the cosmology. The cosmology is about the perception of life, perception of energy, perception of the universe, your relationship you know, with life in general. So that is the cosmology. Yeah. So if in a system, all these three things, is complete then likely this is a complete system that can carry you further than just technique than just whatever result they claim yeah okay so that's kind of the way i navigate <laughs> it,
1: i i also have noticed and i want you to criticize this or you know say that it works the person who's doing the teaching is a really important part of of this so you can say oh i'm attracted to the idea of this lineage or or this line of teaching but if you don't have the right connection with the teacher and that the teaching is a different skill so you could be amazing at qigong but you could suck at teaching it right (laughs) and so as a student it's okay to to talk to different people and say you know that person looks like i could learn from them but this other person may be a master but i can't learn either because that's how i learn or that's how they teach or whatever how important is that kind of personal connection to to the set of techniques and the teaching versus um, saying oh, i'm attracted to these techniques i'm just going to keep looking for only teachers of those techniques
2: yeah i think you know it depends on your purpose yeah If your purpose is for long term, for spiritual growth, then I feel your relationship with the teacher is uh, profoundly important, profoundly important. You want to be aware, you want to consciously choose, you want to consciously cultivate that relationship, so to speak. And uh, sometimes, you know, in the traditional way, we say, okay, if you have a karmic connection, then that will happen. If you don't, you cannot force it right? right. But I take a more open approach. You know, it's like, okay, you may explore a period of time. But after enough exploration, you need to choose some, you know, main teachers, some main passes. You can do three things simultaneously, but you don't want to do hundreds of things all over the places. It's like you're digging the wall, not deep enough. Get into the bottom of it. Get into what are you're looking for the source, the energy, you know, the wisdom. So it's like literally different people have a different, in a different stage, you know. Come back to the same question. How would you know this, this system will serve you? And you can, you have to look at yourself. What are you looking for right now? Are you looking for a long-term benefit or just short-term benefit? You need to be clear. You need to be clear, Okay. okay. So... Then from there, then you're looking for, okay, both is important, short-term, long-term. But then, okay, what is most important thing you're looking for? For example, you know, for me, I'm thinking about why I'm sticking with this wisdom healing Qigong. On one hand, is uh, it's, it's open system, it's encompassing, it's a complete system, it has a long history, have incredible validation, including scientific study, you know, in the Medicine Qigong Hospital in China, including my own direct experience, you know, in the Medicine Qigong Hospital. But also knowing my teacher has a broad background, study with 19 different teachers, and going to the ancient script to find the universal, you know, teaching. And then he put it into modern language so that we can access, digest, integrate without lost in the complexity, in the difference of different lineages, different schools, and so on. So he did all the work for us. So I don't feel the need I have to, oh, check out different teachers in order to know what is true, what is workable, what is for me. It's like He did all the work, so to speak. And that is very comforting. Very important, you know, history, information for me, yeah. So then I look deep down in human, in the simple level, we have three need, yeah, physical need, yeah, mental need, the emotional need, yeah, and even in this case, spiritual need. And when i involve with the Wheeling Qigong, I feel all these four needs simultaneously satisfied.
1: And, and those are,
2: it's unusual to get all four of those right. satisfied in here. a single practice. Exactly. And, uh, yeah. When I practice, yeah. my body gets so nourished. When I practice, my heart feels so open, feel satisfied, happy, joyful. And my mind feels like, oh, wow. Yeah. I'm present. I'm aware. I'm creative. I'm excited, you know, and spiritually feel like a sense of connection and purpose, I don't feel like I need more. I don't feel like I need to search more. I don't feel like, oh, something is missing. I don't feel like I need to figure out this problem to solve this problem. <laughs> you know, life continue to present challenges. Not like, okay, there's like one thing in life stopped me moving forward. I don't feel that. Very, very rare to feel that, you know. It's like this energy, this system, this foundation, the way I'm engaging, is like allow me continue to move forward, yeah, and that's super exciting
1: it It's interesting when we're talking about you know, efficient use of time, if you're getting four of those needs met and those needs are pretty heavily validated we had a, a recent yeah. episode yeah. looking at the hierarchy of needs maslow's hierarchy he never got to publish the final need which was a spiritual need for transcendence um, but it was in his notes he just died before he could publish it so that that's need. so those are validated for needs and let's say you spend a half hour a day and that's the extent of your practice but if you're getting all four of those versus only one or two of them it turns out it isn't as much time as you think it is just because the return on the time uh, spent is, is good. So I, I like your structure there. And uh, one of our members here, Bonnie has a question. Cause I mean, you're, you're so happy now, Bonnie, you want to jump in and ask a question? <laughs> I, love
0: that. I, was, I was thinking uh, exactly that you're so joyful. It's like crazy. So my question is, I'm curious if you've always been this way or if there was a period of time where you were a grumpy teenager or a, or a rebellious college student or vice versa. <laughs>
2: yeah, without getting to the story, the answer is no. I wasn't happy growing up as a child, wasn't happy when I was studying in university, you know, in graduate school. Even I was kind of breaking my limitation by changing from mathematics, yeah, PhD program, mathematics, change to fine arts. I enjoyed my freedom and being an artist. But then realizing I was still not happy. And really, you know, just absolutely true. I discovered the happiness, slow wisdom, healing, qigong. And I tried everything else. Yeah. Um, but it really, is the, the truth we, we read in the book. But nobody tells you how to realize it. It's like, okay, the joy is within you. The love is within you. It's like, in the most practical language I can say is when you open in energy, <laughs> everything shifts and the joy just naturally comes. And I call this inner joy, I call this unconditional joy. It does not depend on our story, it does not depend on the circumstance, it does not depend on the weather, it does not depend on what's going on externally in your life. So it's literally internally you're mastering your baseline of happiness. And again, I wouldn't say you know I'm happy all the time, but anytime I do practice of Qigong, I'm happy. Anytime I'm teaching Qigong, I'm happy. Anytime I think about Qi, I become happier. <laughs> That's the truth. And uh, so, one of the secrets I want to share with you is very simple, practical, but also really profound from the Taoist tradition, you know, the the Taoist tradition, one of the thread is uh, discover what is the secret to immortality? What's the secret to longevity? And there's one saying, yeah, the secret to longevity, the secret to immortality is same, to be a childlike, a childlike. And my interpretation is simple, your energy returning to that state of childlike, including playfulness, joyfulness, creativity, spontaneity. That is the secret to longevity, to immortality, to spiritual enlightenment. So that is one thing is uh, unspoken in the Qigong world. Yeah, When you see a teacher just naturally joyful, and not faked, <laughs> <laughs> most likely this authentic teacher
1: so guys, in your life. Guys, you heard it here first. My immature sense of humor is part of my anti-aging strategy as validated by ming Tong.
2: <laughs> it's an important secret. <laughs> Even in the beginning, if you fake it until you make it, go do it, you know? To be happy is our birthright, yeah.
1: Uh, I,
2: Thanks for asking.
1: I love that, uh, to be happy is our birthright. Um, there's something else that we know puts you in a flow state and makes you happy, and it's uh, it's being of service to others. And, and clearly, that's what you're doing. You know, you you have people at your retreat, um, oftentimes who are are very ill and you know, can't pay very much. You're you're living a life of service. How important is service to
2: others in the
1: practice of Qigong?
2: Super important. I think it's really most important. But on the other hand. You cannot overemphasize that in the beginning of your personal journey. Because uh, most people, you know, when you're sick, when you feel limited, you're stuck in your life, you're challenged one way or another, if you force yourself to serve other people, it's not going to serve anyone. Yeah. So yeah. you can have a long-term goal of service, but you have to be realistic where you're at right now. Your own capacity, the, you know, the, your action of service has to match your own capacity of serving others. If it's not matching, then you're going to overstretch. Then you're going to deplete your energy. Uh-huh. Then you're not going to serve anyone, neither. So that service should be come out of the, the purpose, but come out of your practice of strengthening your energy, yeah. to able to yeah. serve in greater capacity of the time. That's kind of Qigong approach,
1: yeah you've got to get your energy up and that right right that's, yeah, why. that's very
2: different like from just buddhist approach you know pure altruism pure selflessness we do not emphasize selflessness we're emphasizing mutual service so in Self other inseparable
1: so in Qigong, you would put the oxygen mask on first. Right. But in another approach, yeah. you might give it to the other person and then die waiting to take a breath. Right, yeah. right.
2: That's a good analogy. Okay. Not always that black and white, but that's making the point.
1: Yeah, I'm from the West. <laughs> we're pretty black and white out here. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> uh, yeah. And and a lot of the, the Bulletproof diet and a lot of the lifestyle stuff um, that we're learning about in the Upgrade Collective, it is about powering the battery inside of you, and always, wow. including Qigong, breathing, meditation, food, fasting, whatever, sleeping. Uh, yeah. Because when there's a lot more spark there, then you can go out and, and either build even more spark or go out and share it. But if the spark is really dim like mine used to be, um, I was willing to go to the ends of the earth to figure out what I could do about that because it, it it's not a happy place uh, when your energy is really low. Yeah. What, yeah. what? is the one or two either movement or breath practices that would be most useful for people who are just tweaking about the pandemic mm-hmm. and people have been locked at home for a year or, yeah. you know, haven't touched a human being in a long time and, and people are really yeah. anxious about it. What What's going to take us out of that fastest? That's
2: a beautiful question. Important question. I would say is sound healing, sound healing. Anybody can do anytime, place, without any limitation of physical condition, ages, and, you know, all our mental limitations sometimes. So it's like you do the sound. Let's do one actually for a few minutes. Yes, let's do it. Just give examples so you can know what I'm talking about. So you can place your hands on your chest. If, if, if it's safe, if you're not driving, you can gently close your eyes <laughs> and just feel your heart. Very hard. And embracing all the sensation feeling inside of you without any judgment, both comfortable and uncomfortable. Embracing what is true inside of you. Then making the sound, you can listen into the sound first, then join me with your own best effort, prayfully like child. So the sound for the heart is like this: the first sound for the heart.
0: Xing.
2: So making the sound with your own best effort. Don't worry about accurate or not, but just trying your best effort. So breathe into your chest first.
0: Xing.
2: Breathe to chest.
0: SHING.
2: Breathe to chest. Shing. Relax, notice, continuously embracing all the sensation, feeling inside of your chest, inside of your body, with the intention of allowing the energy, the visible, invisible, the physical, non-physical, continuously relax, open flow connect with the energy of the earth beneath you the energy of the universe above you the energy of life all around you including the loving energy the joyful energy the wisdom energy as we're sharing in this beautiful occasion connecting with each other globally beyond any distance beyond any difference beyond any label And whenever you're ready, you can gently open your eyes. <laughs> and because of time limitation, you know, just give you a mini, mini, mini taste of it. And, but if you have any experience want to share, you can share in the chat, you know, what do you noticed just from doing the wind sound for, you know, less than a minute. So what are you experiencing? Some of us may feel yeah, more lighthearted, Feel more open, warmness in your heart. Feel more joy, more, more relaxed, more energized, or uh, feel a sense of more open or calm. In your yeah. Mind.
1: They're saying yeah. open, more energy, buzzing energy, relaxed, yeah. centered. Uh, so it's it's definitely they're they're matching what you're explaining, and that's one minute. <laughs> yeah. and people can you can, you guys can save this episode if you want and take that that snippet of this and play it again or you have these things downloadable at gcenter.com
2: right it's it's have a lot of free resources including sound healing practice available you can find them easily in the website yeah right so here's like my approach to science in general acknowledging the science accumulative you know knowledge amazing you know how human being evolves slow science in general but it's like uh any science is focused on a range of energy, the studying range of energy in the context. Then another science starts this range of energy. Another science starts another level of energy. Then they discover different mechanism, different truths, different principles, so to speak. Yeah. So then realizing each may have its own limitation, but if you to see the whole thing, then realizing they're all affecting each other. They all true in their own context one cannot replace another Uh, but they're affecting each other and that's kind of way i approaching it it, and that's come out of naturally when working with energy it's like you cannot be defined labeled just by the numbers but the, the number the label can help us you know certain understanding
1: you said something really important there you said they're all true simultaneously and and it takes a more advanced mind to be able to hold two different thoughts that was my biggest problem that humans are both rational and irrational at the same time and it's at the same time that really it creates anxiety and fear until you just realize oh it's just a different lens that you look through things at. And and then you realize that explains a lot of things that otherwise just don't make any sense. So I, I yeah. love how you're saying, oh, you can look at it here or here. Well, well Ming Tong, thank you for being a guest on the show. Thank you for maintaining a, a spiritually very just amazing retreat center um, that I've, I've been to there outside Santa Fe. And just for taking the work that you're doing and making it teachable and spreading it online, I, I think now more than ever, the world needs our, our ancient lineages and this personal power that comes from turning up your energy via every mechanism, including a practice like this. Uh, so thank you. I appreciate you. I appreciate the Chi Qi Center, QiCenter.com. You guys want the book, QiCenter.com slash ancient secrets it's a gift from mingtong not a sales pitch and there's tons of free stuff there so maybe you want to try some qigong it does work
2: thank you so much for the opportunity it's a a joy it's a delight to be with you with everyone in this community so thankful and uh, i'm so looking forward again to being here in person again it's around the corner, two months from now. <laughs>
1: I will come to see you in a couple months, and I'm excited about that.
2: Yeah, yeah. Let's play more. Yeah, We'll definitely
1: more. plan to play.
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So I just want to send in a blessing to everyone and just slow this vibrational sound call. la) It means always well and getting better. So the two things appear contradictory. On one hand, always well, another is getting better, but they're coexisting. Both are true.
1: Beautiful, <laughs> beautiful blessing, beautiful words. And can't wait to see you, my friend. Thanks for being on the show.